0: Hello and welcome to Proposal Consensus Transmission, the only podcast done through Google Hangouts. The idea is we each raise a point and then discuss it until we agree. I'm Joe Dryden.
1: And I'm Lucy Askew. And I'm starting off this week with a point. So the first thing I want to talk about this week is celebrity culture and the kind of double standards that we have towards celebrities or athletes or anyone really in the limelight. So I'm not sure if you've seen the story, but the Sun. The Sun. Did a story about Wayne Rooney gate crashing a wedding and getting drunk. Paralytic, as he was described by them. At the as wedding. You do. Yeah, as you do. And he's kind of been slated by the newspaper. They've brought in that he's got Irish ties and that's why he drinks and say that they're worried for him because after football he might fill the hole that football leaves with drink. And. Well, really, it's a 31 year old I think he is, on his day off, just going to a wedding and getting drunk. Any wedding that you go to, there's always that one person, or well, more than one person, that's a bit paralytic.
0: Yeah, so, usually me. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you, if you can't spot the paralytic person, it's you. <laughs> so, most of the comments and most of people on social media are saying, like leave it out he's just a human he's just getting drunk but my kind of thought of it is the media always and we as people do it all the time like young celebrities fall out of taxes and they get shamed how dare you get drunk on a Saturday night but we do it and is it right that we hold them above us and put them on a pedestal and say that they're role models or is it wrong that we hold them to such esteem like should we should we let Wayne Rooney be the role models to our children or should we be the role models
0: kind of that's essence. interesting
1: kind of changed. do you think
0: do you mean all role models in general or is it more like for the Rooney thing it kind of to me seems like he's an athlete he's a footballer his job is to be healthy and to be fast and to be good at sport so is it not More that alcohol's really not good for you.
1: Yeah. There is that point. Would would
0: we hold, like, I don't know, Kardashians or whatever to the same standards?
1: Yeah. I guess different celebrities are held to different standards. Reality stars, you see them falling out of clubs every day. Not every day. And it's kind of part of the culture. And I see your point as Wayne Rooney is supposed to be... He's not, but he's supposed to be this kind of peak fit Premier League footballer England captain
0: right
1: is that where it changes because to be honest Wayne really has not had a clean past he's used prostitutes he's cheated on pregnant his pregnant wife at the time he's not I kind of have so in the
0: grand scheme of things getting Dr- getting drunk at a wedding isn't really that big of a deal yeah. is it
1: and sometimes I think when when people complain about celebrities and say you're supposed to be a role model, most of the time they don't ask to be role models. Wayne Rooney is just a footballer. He never won. He never kind of asked to be a role model. He never said I want to be these children's role model. He just wanted to play football.
0: No one really asks to be a role model though, do they, It's just you are one. People look up to you. You can't help that. But if people really? look up to you, then it's kind of your responsibility to be the better person
1: true also one thing that made me laugh about this whole situation is on Twitter he actually put a video out and he's donated his England shirt to a child who's terminally ill right and from what I see that got no coverage that was just him doing what he kind of wanted to do to help this child and the same day as that the son reported that he was getting drunk at a wedding you can't help but think, why are you talking about that when he's done something good when he's actually done yeah. he's done a decent thing? why are you focused on him gate crashing this wedding? but then it's not just this with him. you find it all over the place, and it's part of celebrities and are we a my question really is, is it right to put them above us? Is it right to say? I'm allowed to go out the
0: weekend and get paralytic, that's fine. But you're not. No, I don't think that's right. Um, c- celebrities are people. Yeah. It's it's that simple. They they can do what they want just as you can do what you want within the cons- confines of the law and without harming other people. Yeah. Do what you want. It's your life. Yeah that's my outlook on it anyway
1: yeah I kind of agree with that but then I also think the other element of that is like you said they are in the limelight not the limelight but they are in the news they are in the public eye so yes it's unfair to say I'm allowed to do something but I'm going to judge you differently but because they are in the public eye maybe they shouldn't act the same way I haven't got thousands and millions of people watching me I haven't got millions of children wearing my name on their back so maybe it's okay that I go out and do that because I haven't got that fan base I haven't got that following whereas he does so that's the other element of it
0: (laughs) I I, I guess because I I'm the same I don't have people with going around with shirts with my name on the back. I I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity at all. I can't put myself into his mindset, but it's gotta be hard, surely living day to day, knowing that anything you do could be scrutinized.
1: Every step is, every move you make, I was gonna go to the the police then, because they're watching you, but it is that kind of, what was the fly? Everything that you do, someone's gonna have a comment on it but he's yeah. he's brought out an apology and several people said so on the me on social media there's loads of people arguing for and against Piers Morgan was just making a joke about it and being like oh you only lasted till 4 a.m. I'm out till 6 a.m. like what are you doing
0: um, and same- Piers Morgan's like 90 <laughs> he's not out till 6 a.m. he gets up at 6 Piers a.m. Piers Morgan's the one that's home at six o'clock with a book um, Gary Linn- not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying Pierce Morgan's not staying out all night. Why is he going to lie on Twitter? Why? <laughs>
1: um, Gary because the same. He's like, oh, footballer gets drunk on day off. Oh, that never happened in my day. I um, haven't read, uh, but uh, one I can't remember who it was, but one footballer wrote about it saying that it's bad. But he's not, he doesn't have another game for another week. So it's not even like he's got football tomorrow. He's got a week off. Well, not a week off. He's got to go to training. But, yeah. When it comes to celebrities, I think there is that level to uphold. But getting drunk at a wedding is hardly the worst thing that you can do. He's not been caught, like, doing drugs. He's not been caught cheating on a woman again. He's not been caught saying racist. Like being racist or sexist or homophobic, just got a, a bit wavy at a wedding, really. A bit. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I do what you want, Wayne. I'm not bothered. Go get drunk tomorrow night as well. <laughs> and I really don't care.
1: <laughs> you don't. You don't care about football, so you don't mind.
0: It's not even the football. It like if it was a football story, then I wouldn't care about that. But it's a guy that. Like the guys on Twitter said, mm. it's just a guy that got drunk at a wedding on his day off, so what, yeah, yeah,
1: so I think we're in agreement that he did nothing wrong, yeah, and that celebrities have lives, and I guess before you think of them as celebrities, authors, reality stars, whatever you want to call athletes, everyone is a human first that Definitely. that got a bit deep, but. <laughs> we are all people. We all have families. We all have lives. And you can't live your life thinking what other people will think of you. Definitely. So
0: Speaking of reality stars though, Donald Trump.
1: Are you gonna talk about Donald <laughs> again? Is this where this is leading? Is this leading us to Donald Trump?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think it's that time.
1: <laughs> Don't
0: time again, kids! Buckle in! So I know you asked me to keep it to one Trump story this week.
1: Yeah.
0: And I've tried my best, I really did. (laughs) But it's difficult because, as you know, Trump is in the process of appointing people to serve in his administration. Yeah. So it's already been widely reported that RNC Chair Rince Priebus will be Chief of Staff, and Steve Bannon, the chairman of the alt-right Breitbart News, Will be chief strategist hmm. but that's not what i'm talking about oh. uh, this week because i don't want to talk about and i don't want to talk about the horrible things that they've allegedly said in the past i also don't want to talk about the first scandal of the trump presidency the firing of former opponent and wounded animal chris christie from his position as head of trump's transition team hmm. uh, his dismissal was apparently ordered by trump's son-in-law jared kushner to avenge his father Charles who Chris Christie prosecuted for tax evasion, witness tampering and illegal campaign contributions in 2004 someone being fired for their record of prosecuting tax evaders and election riggers no I'm definitely not talking about that mainly because I don't want you to make me think of something nice to say to Donald Trump again (laughs) instead I want to talk about my favourite story of the week coming from the office of Dr Ben Carson. Now, as I'm sure you already know, just like Christy, Dr Carson ran against Trump in the Republican primaries before joining his team. Yeah. And in the primaries, Dr Carson became well-known for his sleepy demeanor and his inability to walk onto stage on cue. Yeah. Regardless of that, he was reportedly offered a cabinet position of Health and Human Services Secretary this week, but he turned it down.
1: Oh, how come? Well, this is it. Carson's
0: business manager, Armstrong Williams, uh, explained it to the Hill uh, with this statement. He said, Dr. Carson feels he has no government experience. He's never run a federal agency. The last thing he would want to do was take a position that would cripple the presidency. Wow. He ran for president. So, (laughs) did he think that the presidency wouldn't require government experience?
1: So, he didn't take the position. Yeah. Because he doesn't have that experience. But he ran for presidency.
0: Yeah, he's a neurosurgeon. He ran for president in the primaries. That was the main thing. All the debates, his questions. Well, mostly, you've never, same with Trump. Trump hasn't had government experience either. But he's the president now. But Carson said, it's fine, I don't need government experience. But now, and now he's uh, he's turning down a cabinet position because he doesn't have it.
1: So, is that him, Real? has he realised that you need that experience? Maybe. Or is he... Just a bit slow, maybe?
0: If you've seen him speaking, he's definitely a bit slow, but he is also a neurosurgeon, so. Yeah. He's slow, but he's a genius, apparently. So, maybe not in this area, though. So,
1: the man with no experience who ran for presidency has now turned down a cabinet's position due to lack of experience.
0: Yeah, but Trump has no experience either, so it's possible that it was a dig and that he was saying, well I've got no experience, I can't be in the cabinet
1: so maybe it's all an inside joke about well not an inside joke, but maybe it's a joke about Trump but what he doesn't realise is that he's also making himself look like an idiot by saying that. He
0: does a lot of making himself look like an idiot like the thing I mentioned earlier about missing the stage cues, at one of the debates he will play a clip he walked out onto stage, halfway. Then thought, "Oh, hang on!" They didn't call my name, and he stood there as they called out all the other people's names. They all walked past him. Some of them were like, go, "I think it was Donald Trump." Actually, he was like, "Go on, you, you go." Like, no, they've not said my name yet. So they had to say his name again at the end. It was amazing. at
1: that our that graduation.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> oh. So he's either, he's a clever guy. He. He pioneered brain surgery for a while, he did, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he's, he's a good surgeon, he's really? not a great politician, but what I wonder is, did, it, did anyone tell him that being president meant running all of the federal agencies, and maybe. that just running health and human services,
1: maybe he didn't realise that, maybe he thought, oh, I'll be president, I'll sit in a nice house for a bit, I'll sign a couple of letters, I'll have a couple of visits, I'll just get all the celebrities I like to come round. Maybe yeah. he didn't realise that it actually involved work and politics. <laughs> I won't be surprised.
0: But he spent the entire primary campaign saying that he even though he doesn't have government experience he'd be a great president and then
1: Maybe he thought you as a president employ people with the experience to do the work for you, so maybe he thought as president you don't necessarily need the experience because you're surrounded by people who have the experience whereas, what was he appointed for, or well, what did they try to appoint him for again? Uh,
0: Secretary of Health and Human Services, I believe. So maybe... He's maybe... more qualified to be Secretary of Health and Human Services than for president, surely.
1: But then maybe, yes, I think maybe he thought you employ people with experience to do the work for you and he doesn't see himself with the right experience even though he's a surgeon.
0: Maybe. I have a feeling my last question might answer why he did it. Okay. So this question is, would it have been less damaging to his reputation to say that the real reason he didn't want the job was that he had a more lucrative deal fundraising for the american legacy center so
1: you you knew all this time i did have an idea why i I, I
0: was i was putting the wool over your eyes lucy
1: kept that in your back pocket Uh, (laughs) well then that's it isn't it he doesn't want to say oh no i've actually got this going on and at the same time he might
0: want to make Why though? Surely it's much more damaging to say "No, I was wrong the whole time I'm not qualified for that job Than to say, you know what I don't really want to be in Trump's cabinet I'd rather do this Then he could have run in four years time If he still wanted to Which I doubt he would
1: Yeah Will there even be a
0: world in four years time? I can understand not wanting to Work in Trump's cabinet as well yeah. Like, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I think he didn't get time to talk to his PR team, he made a quick statement, and now he looks like yeah. an idiot.
0: Well, it, it was his business manager that made oh. the statement, so.
1: That is not even an excuse.
0: Yeah. It is just bad staff work, <laughs> it's really, isn't the it? the
1: best thing ever it's just the best oh, I, I thought you'd this. like that one i don't have the experience <laughs> but i did have the experience to be president
0: that's that's why i skipped over the the big scandals and stuff because i knew this one would make you laugh
1: it's nice to laugh in times like this again yeah and
0: <laughs> that's it that, that's what i've got for politics this week
1: well strangely talking about politics My next story kind of leads on from this. Oh gosh!
0: Are you talking about Trump now?
1: No, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm just talking about Facebook and social media. So, yeah. My my next point isn't about face. That is about Facebook. It's not about Trump, or it's about Facebook and how Facebook. There's been arguments about it, and whether it is, and social media on a whole are radicalising the public's views so one point is the last election that Trump won I'm still not over that um, there were millions and millions and millions of fake stories on Facebook but because Facebook has kind of I think it's fired the person that used to monitor that. that, is that right?
0: Yeah, they got rid of all of their human editors
1: Yeah, they've swapped it with computers is that right, an algorithm yeah, that's it. This is my point and I'm not even... But yeah, so they've stopped it with a system and that system doesn't really... It They're trending stories, loads of them have been fake and there's a lot of fake stories and links that people are sharing thinking are true and a lot are arguing that that's the reason why the election... that Trump won the election because of all the fake stories that were on Facebook. Right. And then there's also sorry, the fact that their new system, if, you, if a post gets lots of likes, it goes to the top of the newsfeed, which makes sense in a way, but then that way smaller, po- smaller posts and smaller voices are not being heard. So for instance, left and kind of middle politi- political groups some don't have that many likes whereas britain first which is a far right organization would you call them Meh. Have yeah got, i think two million two million likes so the stuff they put up and it's awful they came to my my i was gonna say town well they came to derby city and this is a completely different point, but they just caused mayhem. They were, being, they were being horrible, they were being racist to people, and it was just, they stir up a lot of hate, that's what I'm trying to say, they stir up a lot of yeah. hate. And so their posts get more views and get more visibility because of the amount of likes they've got than smaller people who aren't promoting hate, they're promoting just equality and just being normal really. So the, the argument that there's been a culture spread on Facebook of kind of banter football hooliganism, kind of uh, a feeling of people sharing posts and sharing pictures and sharing memes that, take, that are supposed to be jokes but they're not jokes, and people take them seriously, and it's radicalising people's views. And this can also come from how a lot of the youth in England, in Britain are being radicalised by ISIS because they kind of get. I know that's jumped. That jumped way. That jumped way yeah. from too far. But <laughs> it it leads to that because you get people. Share, it's not like oh, Billy from down the road saw a meme about ISIS and he's gonna go fight him. That's not. That's not the case. <laughs> but. You know that
0: I'm turning that into a, well not a vine, an Instagram <laughs> loop now
1: is <laughs> the kid But um, so it's more on Twitter that they're radicalising Because they can hide behind the egg and be like ooh blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> this is digress. so much. But the point is that Facebook's newsfeed, go back to Facebook, Facebook's newsfeed silences the smaller voices and the minorities because by giving the bigger voices the likes and the, the kind of headlines the smaller people don't get anything some people's posts don't even make it onto their friends timelines because they'll get no likes so it won't even show up whereas bigger people who get lots of likes theirs will be right there by doing this they give you the news that you interact with, and they only promote news that you've interacted with in the past to you in a way. That's the way it works. So, if you're a Geordie. So, F-
0: Shaw it fan, kind of just reaffirms your beliefs rather than telling you what other people believe in?
1: Yes. So, if, yeah. Right. So, if you. I'm going to go for Geordie Shaw because that's the first thing I can of. If you're a Geordie Shaw fan and you share a lot of things that MTV put up about Geordie Shaw and you share a lot of things about Geordie Shaw and all of that kind of thing, then it will promote geordie shore or reality shows to you yeah so if you um share a lot of things about let's go for isis because i mentioned them earlier if you share a lot of kind of islamophobic stories on your newsfeed more will pop up and it kind of feeds you your ideas instead of and that's why the smaller voices struggle to get heard because they can't make it into other people's timelines maybe make it
0: maybe those smaller voices are being heard, but they're being heard by the people that already believe in those ideals. Yes.
1: Which
0: so maybe as a way to bridge this divide that's apparently infiltrating society, which not apparently, it is, you can see it. Yeah. Facebook needs to rework its algorithm to show how the other side feels about things.
1: Mm. But there's a problem. I think it was Buzzfeed have spoken to a, person or a writer or an owner of a fake news site I don't know how they got the interview really because I don't know who would admit to being a fake news reporter but you know and the person actually said we're not scared because um, Zuckerberg has come out and said they're trying to combat it and they are trying to get rid of it Facebook and Google have both said we don't want any more fake news stories we are trying to get rid of them
0: Um, hold on sorry to interrupt didn't Mark Zuckerberg say Either earlier this week or last week, that the amount of content that's fake on Facebook is a really small proportion of it.
1: Yeah, and then now he's backtracked and said I think this is what I saw earlier anyway, that he has now said they are trying to combat it.
0: Right, okay.
1: I'm pretty sure I saw that. I could be lying. I hope I'm not lying. I hope I'm not giving you a fake news story. <laughs> even though But That would um, be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so Facebook, uh, I know that I read earlier that Facebook and Google are both trying to, I'm going to, I'll send you the link and they'll be in the description so you can find okay. it out for yourself. Um, but, so yeah, Facebook and Google are both trying to combat it. And I can't remember what I was saying. I'm sorry. Oh, so they spoke to someone from a fake news site about are they scared because they're trying to get rid of the fake news stories. And they've said no, we're not really bothered because they don't challenge you when you're on their site because if they challenged you, you'd go to a different site and then Facebook wouldn't have the users, it wouldn't have the kind of churning out of posts and stories, because if they say to people, don't do this, people will just go do it somewhere else. So they're not scared that they're trying to beat down on them because they don't think they'll do it. I think I think they're trying to call Facebook's bluff. I don't think they're thinking, you you you're not going to do anything because you don't want us to leave your side.
0: So is it kind of like, if some people who... If people's bubbles were burst and they kind of... They showed what the other side were thinking, that people had to stop going on Facebook because they're not having the message that they already believe being told back to them?
1: I'm not sure it's... I'm not sure they're scared of kind of people like me and you using it.
0: I don't is use it, What.
1: I think it's more the sites, the, the websites themselves that are, that are... I think it's the authors themselves of the fake stories that aren't scared. Right. they won't challenge them. Because then they won't be... But then... Because if you think about it, if you didn't see articles and kind of the stupid quizzes and, oh, which Disney princess are you kind of thing on Facebook, and people weren't sharing that, what would people land? I always um, answer the questions, so I get Belle the right nah, way do you, That's like, cheating Yeah, do you like walking, reading or sleeping? I'm like reading because I am Belle Whereas sleeping would be Sleeping Beauty Swimming would be the redhead, Ariel Sorry so,
0: The system's rigged isn't it, Lisa? The system
1: is rigged Um <laughs> So basically going back to what it says If you don't have a popular opinion Although the thing is that I don't understand this whole radicalising people because for me and the people I know and most like well, most people I know, practically everyone I know, they don't have the radical views of kind of I'm not friends with kind of racist, sexist, homophobes, do you get what I mean? So Yeah.
0: But isn't that you living in a bubble of people that have different
1: Yeah. So All of
0: your friends have Got the same ideals as she.
1: Yeah, so I don't understand, but then I don't understand the popular opinion part because it says if you don't have a popular opinion and you don't have a popular post, you won't get heard. But I didn't know that it was a popular opinion to kind of hate Muslims or think women are beneath you or hate the LGBT community. I didn't realise that was a popular opinion. Yeah. But they kind of, the way they're portraying it is that is the popular opinion. But then, if you look at newspaper, well, if you just look at any of the British press, it's so, it's not subtle at all, actually. I was gonna say it's so subtle it hurts, but it's not. For the past, what, however many years, it has been immigration, Muslims, ISIS, terrorists.
0: You've been so, reading the Daily Mail again, haven't you?
1: Do you know, actually, we have it at work. Oh. a customer came in and he was like, oh, can I read the newspaper? I was like, yeah, it's just up there. And he was like, oh, it, did you buy this? I was like, no, I didn't. He was like, do you read this? I was like, no, I don't. He was like, the Daily Mail. Oh, I would have wiped my bottom with it. I was like, okay. You don't have to read the newspaper. I was like, If you, you don't have to read it. It's just in the shop. We just have it. The Metro's there. You can read the Metro. Derby Telegraph's there. You can read that. We have all the newspapers. But, yeah, so... Uh. But, yeah, so... If you do look at the British press, not all the British press, but it is very... So maybe it is the popular opinion to kind of... Hate people. Yeah.
0: Do you think hate is a popular opinion?
1: Definitely. I think it's human nature. Since the gladiated Roman times, humans like to see people fail. I'm not saying I would love it, but... I'm saying if you look at Big Brother and I'm a Celeb and reality shows, there's a reason why the, the annoying people get kept in because they chip away at everybody and people like to see people have meltdowns.
0: This is bringing me down now.
1: <laughs> people... That's, that's why there's been so many stars, that you, you build people up as a society, and then when they're up there, you hate them and you like throw things at, you don't know, throw things at them, but people just like, oh. Shame. It's like, Shame. <laughs> and if you see people on, like a lot of the time, it's like that Mean Girls clip when she's like, oh, say something about a uh, thing of being pretty. And she's like, oh, so you agree you're really pretty. And she's like, um, I, I, I accepted a compliment like it's that human nature where people this has escalated way too far but it is i feel like hate that's why katie hopkins does so well because even the people even the news, or, news organizations that she reports for probably don't agree with what she says but they probably have her there because they know it will, cur- it will cause a, a stir her articles will get a lot of shares they'll get a lot of views they'll get a lot of comments.
0: but at the same time could that be an assumption that people they expect people to like be all that negativity but really the people that are reading it or not reading it are like really more of this can't we have a puppy is that possible
1: probably i'm i'm just
0: trying to divert the conversation to puppies to be honest you've made me sad puppy. i i think
1: i think we're getting out of that kind of culture i hope so But I think also as humans, if you look at it through history, there's a reason why we used to watch people die, 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 fight to the death. And there's a reason why we used to throw rotten potatoes at people.
0: Oh, segue. Speaking of ancient history, can we move on now?
1: (laughs) Are we talking about history now?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Can, can we? Are we done? Can we go to the next one?
1: Um. Yeah, that didn't really have a point for us to agree on. So. That's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just. Talk- that was just Lucy makes Joe sad. For a segment. <laughs>
1: Come back next week to make Joe even sadder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is this going to be a weekly thing now? You're just going to destroy my spirit.
1: You talk about Trump, which destroys my spirit. I talk about.
0: That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Nimrud is an ancient city on the east bank of the Tigris River, south of Mosul in Iraq. It dates back to before biblical times, when it was called Kalah, described in Genesis as the Great City. And it was pretty great. That is, until 2014, when Islamic State militants swept through northern Iraq, ransacking ancient cities, religious sites and palaces. Remnants of wall panels with elaborate carvings and giant statues that had stood for nearly 3,000 years were oblip- obliterated with sledgehammers, bulldozers, and electric grills. The city was liberated on Sunday in the campaign to retake nearby Mosul, which began on the 17th of October. But 17-year-old Nenes Thabat, probably mispronounced that, I'm sorry, um, is standing up to ISIS's destruction by making copies of sculptures destroyed by the group. He sculpted 18 statues and a mural over the past year, and he's even holding sculpting workshops for kids. He told CNN, they waged a war on art and culture, so I decided to fight them with art. But this massive historical site that a lot of people would see as as destroyed to useless and they've just wiped out 3,000 years of history, my point is that this amazing 17 year old kid is he's not replacing them they're still replicas but it means that the city can live on yeah and it adds to the history because what's going on in Iraq and in Syria is monumental yeah. and I just, I love the idea that right now history's been recreated And it still continues back the 3,000 years, but at this point where these replicas were made, it's just a huge point which is going to be a key moment in history in 3,000 years to come.
1: Almost like he's recreating what happened, he's recreating what was, but it's got the message and the kind of story of today that can now live on for another however many years.
0: Yeah. I just think that was a nice point to end on after it really you is. made us all sad.
1: That's, you you said I just made you sad, you've just made me sad.
0: But in but a nice it, way.
1: It, yeah, it's kind of you don't think well you do think, but you don't really notice you kinda of, you look you look at things, you look at how it's getting just de- like how his cities are getting destroyed, but then you go on eating your cocoa pot. While this seventeen year old's recreating
0: literally rewriting history, yeah, to preserve it,
1: and it's such a positive way to do it, such a positive thing to do to not sit around and think, oh this has been this has been destroyed, it's pick yourself up and make a change, absolutely. Mm. wow
0: is that it are we done
1: yeah that was a really nice thing to end on feel like i might cry (laughs) that was all for this week if you would like to like and subscribe and let us know what you think about what we've said in the comments and follow us on all the things and all the places which will be below i think bye